Welcome to the I Am Woman Project. I'm your host, Catherine Plano. I am a creative soul adventurer, a modern day alchemist, and a transformational coach for entrepreneurs, businesses, leaders, and for those who want to break the cycle of convention and redefine success one step at a time. I am on a mission to empower the conscious people of this world, those who seek to learn, grow, understand and become the very best version of themselves that they can be. Every week we have thought leaders, change instigators and inspirational human beings from around the globe that offer you profound teachings and recent discoveries from the world of neuroscience, positive, cognitive and spiritual psychology to help you build wealth, health, love and achieve lasting transformation. So join us here every week for new lessons on how to lead a life that matters, how to escalate your life after failure, and how to inject more meaning, connection, and resilience into your life and your business. This week, I'm super excited about our guest. We have Natalie Ledwell, who is the best-selling author, host of the podcast, Not Over, Just Different, co-host of the cable TV show, Wake Up and founder of Mind Movies, the hugely successful and revolutionary online personal development company that has reached over 5.8 million people worldwide. Right now, she is working on her brand new groundbreaking social and emotional learning curriculum entitled Personal Growth Studies, which is designed to empower youth from ages 5 to 18 years to live fulfilling and successful lives with high self-esteem and a vision for a bright future. In October 2018, Natalie travelled to Liberia where she met with government officials and launched her first pilot program of personal growth studies, which is now in its second year working with over 1,000 students. It's now time to tune into this one very inspirational human being. Enjoy. Well, I'm excited about our guest today. We have the lovely Natalie Ledwell all the way from the US. So welcome to I Am Woman Project. Hi, how are you, Catherine? I, am I know I, you sound like all the way from the, the US, but I'm as Aussie as Ample. <laughs> I know, I was just about to say for our listeners, we were just having a chat. Natalie's actually from Australia. So we'll, I'm sure we'll hear as we weave into the story. So Natalie, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to share her unique story. So Natalie, tell us, what inspired you to do what you do today? Well, I uh, was actually a student of personal development from the age of 21. Uh, And when I was living in Sydney, uh, my first career was in the fitness industry. And I remember one of my bosses gave me a set of cassettes when I was 21 years old by Brian Tracy and said, here, I think you should listen to this. And of course, those cassettes changed my life. But uh, it kind of sent me on this whole, you know, uh, journey of of, uh, discovery and learning and doing all the, you know, walking the hot coals and doing all the things with the Tony Robbins and and all of that. Uh, And then I met my husband and we bought a nightclub and life went sideways for a little while. And uh, and then we kind of, you know, I was in my 30s and we were doing all these different businesses. We were serial entrepreneurs um, and I remember feeling like I was just going through the motions. 
And uh, and I remember having a day where I was looking at all my bills and looking at my bank account and going, I don't understand this. I mean, we had four businesses that were running at the same time and we're still struggling financially. Okay, this is, I'm missing some vital piece of information here. And not long after that, a friend of mine recommended that I buy this DVD online called The Secret. And this is when The Secret was just released uh, and it was a movie back in 2006 that described the law of attraction. And I remember watching it for the first time going, uh, what? Like, how did I miss this? Like, <laughs> this is huge. Um, and, you know, and part of the law of attraction talks about, you know, when you want to create the things that you want in life, you have to be able to see it in your mind first. You have to see it in your mind. You have to feel what it's like to already be there. Um, and then you need to take action in that direction. So you kind of got to get clear about what you want. So not long after that, a friend of ours approached us with this little movie that he'd created because he he used to do vision boards, but he was embarrassed by them. And so he created this movie that was like PowerPoint slides that had affirmations and then photos that matched the affirmations and then music. So this little movie was a tool to help him be able to see himself already in this future. And because of the addition of the music, it helped him to feel the emotions of what it was like to already be there. And uh, and I was like, okay, you have to show me how to make one of those. This is awesome. And not long after that, he approached Glenn and I about uh, going into business with him and setting up a website so we could sell the instructions online. And, of course, we knew nothing about the internet. This is 2007. Glenn could hardly turn on a computer. And um, I hadn't even heard of YouTube or anything like that. But we did know that it was a brilliant idea. And so, uh, you know, we set up the website. I think we paid someone $800 to set up the website. We put a video on YouTube. Uh, and on the second day that that video was on YouTube, we made three sales. And, of course, we didn't know what to charge. We are like, I don't know, $20. What do you charge? It's like air. Like, we knew nothing about what we were doing. But it was the most exciting $60 that we'd ever made because I'm like, wait, out of the millions of videos on this website, they're finding us. And they're not just finding us, but they want to uh, purchase. They want to actually spend money. I'm like, whoa. So uh, that kind of was the start of our journey. And after months of getting so many emails from people saying, look, this is changing my life. I'm like, guys, we need to get serious about this. So we purchased a program online that taught us how to do the internet marketing thing. Then we came over to the US in April of 2008 and went to an internet marketing seminar. Now, at that seminar, we were accepted into a mastermind group. And so for the next six months, we were just working 10 to 12-hour days from our bedrooms at this little apartment that we rented here in San Diego uh, and working with this guy with the mastermind and just learning how to do a launch so we could launch this idea to the world um, and, you know, and hopefully, you know, put us up on the world stage. So uh, by the time we got to the launch, we'd accumulated about $120,000 on credit cards because we didn't really have a lot of money back then. It was definitely a lot of credit. <laughs> um, and then we didn't realize until the launch that the world had economically crashed and uh, we had no idea what that meant. We didn't know how it was going to affect our launch and our business. Um, but in the end, we ended up doing like a $700,000 launch and our program was like $97. So it was the event that actually put us on the map. And so when we came back to the U.S. the next year, uh, everyone wanted to know who we were. 
we were getting emails from people like John Asaraf and Joe Vitale and Jack Canfield, all these guys that were in the secret that were kind of like our mentors and the people we looked up to are now looking, finding us and wanting to, to work with us. So it was it was really a wild ride. So we went from nothing to like a multi-million dollar company in a matter of a couple of years. Wow. And for our listeners, that is Mind Movies that Natalie is actually talking about. What a journey. <laughs> well, there's a lot of things that, that I didn't like. That's like the puppy dogs and rainbows version of that story because everything that could go wrong absolutely went wrong, um, even down to uh, PayPal, who was our, like our payment gateway, freezing the account for six months and we nearly went bankrupt and we couldn't pay our affiliates. And there was a whole lot of drama going on as well. Uh, but we were so focused on where we were heading uh, and we knew that we were providing a program and a product that was really going to help people, especially in the time, the economic crisis that we were, very similar to the time that we're in now. Um, and uh, and we just knew that we would that we would always find a solution to every challenge, which we did. But um, yeah, it, it, it was it was a one of the most stressful times of our lives, uh, and it but it was the most uh, fruitful time of our life, as in you know setting us up for for where we are now. So, Natalie, I'm curious, what was your trick to keep focused amongst the chaos? <laughs> well, we def- definitely had a mind movie about that launch, uh, which we were watching every single day. And uh, and so the mind movie was really the affirmations and the things that we were describing was, you know, the amount of customers we had, the amount of, you know, our target was actually a million dollars. So at 700000 we were not upset about that at all uh, and actually by the time PayPal released the money and we got the money back to Australia we end over $250,000 in the exchange rate which was just wild so we actually ended up doing a million dollars which is just crazy um, but we were also talking about the type of customer we were creating and you know the respect from our peers and what life would look like once it was done um, and even when we get super stressful We'd leave the apartment in San Diego and we'd go and get a coffee and then we'd go to the dog park, you know, and uh, watch dogs playing on the beach, which would make us feel really happy. And then from that place we'd have this little, you know, game that we'd play where we talked as if the, the launch was over. And, you know, we were talking about the restaurants that we're eating at and where we were taking our families on holidays and all these different things. So we made a practice every day of taking a little mental vacation to where we wanted to end up. So even though we were sort of stressful at the time, we were always making sure that we knew where we were heading. So that's kind of what kept us going. Oh, I love that. So you were keeping the vision or the the uh, vision board alive by uh, uh, playing it out as if it had already taken place. Yeah. Go on. Sorry. So I was just about to say, because, you know, our subconscious mind doesn't know the difference. Yep. What we play is a really vivid picture or a very vivid uh, movie in our mind. And what we see through our eyes, our subconscious mind cannot differentiate between the two. So, you know, and because we had such a high level emotional charge attached to this vision that we kept playing, you know, we became, you know, like complete vibrational matches to the uh, future that we wanted, but it wasn't just one of us doing it. It was three of us doing it. So it was kind of really magnified that whole manifestation process. 
Well, so so obviously the more people that are involved in your visualisation, the more powerful. Absolutely. Mm, I love that. So I get what you were talking about, like um, the unconscious or subconscious mind doesn't uh, know the difference between what is real and what is not real. I have heard though, because the way that you're talking about how you remained focused amongst the chaos was you were very specific about target, how much money, your type of customer, and every day you were doing this daily practice as if it already taken place. Now, I've heard some other um, uh, individuals who very much is into the law of um, attraction and manifestation. And sometimes they say, let go of the form. So mm. what are your thoughts around that? Because it sounds like you were really specific about what you wanted to achieve. <laughs> uh, yes and no. And they are correct. So when it comes to manifestation, and I have like this six-step process, you know, first of all, you've got to be in your happy place. You know, we, we can only manifest from a, from a high resonance or a high frequency. You know, we want to be a vibrational match to all of those things that we want. Um, and, and the vibration or the frequency that we send out into the universe is our emotions. So we want to be, we want to be in our happy place. We want to be grateful. We want to be in a, you know, a high frequency before we even think about what we want. You know, so once we're there, we're going to set an intention. We're going to get clear what we want. We'll make our vision board or our mind movie. We're going to visualize every day. We're going to take action. And once we've done all of those steps, they're kind of the, the last step is like the hardest. And this is what I call surrender. Because once we've done all of those things, we then have to surrender into knowing that however it shows up, it's showing up exactly the way it's supposed to and in divine timing. So, yes, we said a million dollars and, and in the end we didn't we did end up getting it. Not that I recommend that anyone does it that way because it was very, very stressful. Um, but, you know, we were looking at vacations with our families. Now, when we were visualising that, we won't, we, there were different places that we were looking at, but when it actually came into actuality, you know, we sat down with the families and go, well, where do you want to go? They chose somewhere and that's where we went. You know, we went up to northern Queensland. So, um, you know, the exact holiday, we, we weren't attached to that. You know, um, when we looked at, you know, the respect of our peers, you know, that can manifest in so many different ways. It, even my movies itself. Like, honestly, when we first started my movies, uh, one of the businesses we had was a network marketing business. And I was convinced that that was going to be the business, you know, that was going to get us the lifestyle that we want. And I had all my affirmations written out and I was like, yep, this is going to be it. Now, Ryan, our friend who came to us with the idea, we met through the internet marketing business. So if we hadn't been in that business, we would never have met him. And then I remember a year later when I came back to Australia and I found that list, I'm like, oh, wow. Like not only was Mind Movies the vehicle, but if someone had said to me the day before we decided to go ahead, you're going to have this incredibly successful life and you're going to be like have a multi-million dollar company, you're going to be helping people around the world and you're going to do it through the internet, I would have laughed my butt off because there is just no way I'm like the internet, we don't know anything about the internet. So, you know, when you say like yes, I want to have an outrageously successful business where I feel like I'm doing what I'm passionate about and that I'm helping people. Now, yeah, you want to focus on that. But you don't want to focus on specifically what that is. You want to want to focus on and when you visualize, feel what it's like to have a business like that because that 
can manifest a gazillion different ways. And that's kind of what you want to release and surrender to. Right. So what you're saying, the very first, the number one, the most important is to be in your happy place because basically what we vibrate is what we attract. We're like magnetics, uh, magnetic souls. So that's the, the first place. The second place would be to set our intentions and create a vision board. Yeah. So the second step is set an intention. An intention, this is before you even get clear and drill down about what it looks like, your intention is like a line in the sand. And intentions going, you know what, no matter what, this is going down. I am building a successful business. I am losing 10 pounds. I am, you know, I am going to have a loving and beautiful and passionate uh, relationship. So you're setting your intention, but you're doing it, you know, you, I, I like to write out my intention. I like to write out a statement. And I recite it to myself, looking at myself in the mirror for at least a week. And, I, and I'm saying it with so much resolve and so much conviction that I know it's happening. And that is, that's enough to get the wheels turning. You know, then the next step is to get clear. And this is when you create your vision board, you know, your mind movie. You want to think about, you know, what it is that you want, what life looks like when you get there, because that's important. Because, um, And then you want to, you know, think about why you want to do that, what actions you need to take. So really drill down on what that looks like. And then the next step is to visualize. So, the most effective way to visualize is not necessarily to see yourself as a character in a movie. It's more to put yourself in a scene where all of your senses are being activated. So, um, so for example, you know, I'm looking at creating a, a love relationship. So when I think about that, I'm going to choose one scene and I actually see myself with my man on a beach and when I do this visualization, I can feel the, the, you know, the deck chair underneath my body. I can feel the heat of the sun on my skin. I can hear the waves crashing just gently and I can smell the ocean. And I can reach it across and I've got a pina colada and I can taste the coconut and pineapple. It's just amazing. And then I can feel myself, like I grab my man's hand and we're, and we're just looking at each other and I don't see a specific face, I just see a form. And I'm feeling so content and so loved in that moment. And that's what I focus on the most. So I'm I'm in the scene and I've got this, this emotion that I that I am emanating out into the universe. So whoever is a match to that frequency is then being attracted to me. So, you know, the emotions that we feel is super, super important. Um, and rather because, you know, we think about, okay, I want to create wealth in life. Well, that wealth means different things to different people. So choose one thing that you're going to do when you have a million dollars in the bank and then put yourself in that scene and really play it out. Put as much detail into it as you can because that's what's going to really reprogram your subconscious mind into, into knowing that this is reality. And the thing is the more often you do that, you're creating these new neural pathways in your brain. So all the thoughts that we have, like travel along these neural pathways and you know normally the, the thoughts that we that travel from the subconscious to the conscious mind are all the reasons why we can't succeed why we're not worthy why we're not pretty enough why we're not smart enough but the thing is when you keep playing this movie all of a sudden we're creating these new neural pathways with thoughts that are in alignment with this new this this future that you're creating so now when you start to take action towards that love or that wealth or that health, 
you're finding that it's automatically uh, influencing your actions and now it's easier to get up and exercise or it's easier to, you know, actually go out on a date or, what, or, or whatever that is. So if you've got your thoughts, your actions and your emotions all in alignment with this vivid movie that you're playing. You've now become a really big fat magnet for everything that you need to make that happen. Mm. So I would imagine one of the most difficult things would be to surrender, correct? <laughs> it took me 50 years to learn that one. <laughs> so how does yes. one surrender? Because I know, for example, I mean, I do a vision board on a every year. I do a vision board. My husband and I, it's a little ritual we do on New Year's Day. We think of only three things we want to manifest. We cut the pictures out. Thank God for the internet because once upon a time was buying magazines uh, to find the pictures, whereas now we just find them on the internet, cut them out, and we do set a date. Do you actually put an end date to your visualization or manifestation? No. No? I never do, no, because I know that I'm, I'm, things aren't going to happen on my, on my uh, schedule. So this is another thing that we need to surrender to. And the thing is, so, okay, so get, let me give you an example. So I'm, I'm actually, I've created this curriculum for schools and it's a social and emotional learning curriculum. Um, it's designed to help kids build their self-esteem and to give them the skills and the tools they need to navigate through overwhelm and, you know, to build empathy and compassion and a whole thing. It's, it's, it's a big thing. Now, last year I was really in a, a, a frustrated state. I'm like, why is this thing not happening yet? Why, why am I not in schools yet? I should have been. And I was getting all frustrated. And then I, I thought, well, okay, I can stay frustrated, which I know that's a lower frequency emotion that's keeping me, like it's shutting me off from the, you know, the connection to the universe. Or if I'm practicing surrender, what I'm doing is going, hmm, so why hasn't it manifested yet? What have I, what am I yet let to yet to learn? What what's you know? And then of course this whole thing with COVID and everything's happened. And of course it's it's given me the time to relook at the program, make some tweaks and changes. So by the time we go out, it's going to be better. So I'm like, oh, and and it also helped me to step into the better version. Of what no, who I need to be to be able to step into the responsibility of this project because. At the beginning of last year, I was still in the I'm not worthy, I'm not qualified, who do I think I am, and I was still had that voice playing in my head. So last year it gave me a chance to improve on the program, become who I needed to be, and I know that it was all supposed to happen and it did happen divinely. So, you know, practising surrender is when something shows up and you go, ooh, dang, okay, that's not what I thought was going to happen. This was not what I planned. But then rather than going, why is this happening and, and, you know, and trying to force something else, I sit there and go, hmm, so why did this show up? You know, and the only way that we can do that is by emotionally detaching ourselves from uh, the connection to ha being married to it, it having to show up a certain way in a certain time, time, time frame, um, in a, you know, and it has to look a certain way when it does. We have to surrender to all of that. Like we, we, we can't, it, this is what it's like. It's like, you know, you go, right, I want to be wealthy and it needs to happen this way through this business uh, and it needs to happen within six months time. And then the universe is over here going, well, I tell you what, I've got these 50 other ways that, that you're going to love 
you're going to live all 50 of them and you know you get to choose and it's going to be amazing and you're like no 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 I don't know those I know this way I want to do it this way because this is what I know but the universe is going but this is way more fun and this is going to be way better and you could probably do this a lot faster and you're like no no no, I don't want to do that I want to face focus here so we what we're doing is just basically cutting ourselves off number one from a whole bunch of other choices that far exceed our expectations or our wildest dreams and number two probably a number of different ways that it could happen easier for us because we have to be married to it being one way Mm, this is really interesting Natalie because I've always um uh, led to believe that we have to be clear about what we want and why and don't worry about the how. And so what you're talking about, and the thing was interesting, interestingly enough, I've always put a date to mine purely because um, uh, some of the different, I guess, teachings I've, I've uh, had over time has said you've got to let the universe when you want this by. Otherwise, it could go on for five, ten years. So this is what you're saying surrendering is like trusting that it will arrive in divine time. Yeah, if it goes on for five or ten years, it was supposed to go on for five or ten years. Yep. You know, um, yeah, like it, it, honestly it is the hardest thing. And, 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 the, and I guess you're right. Like we go, and I teach the same thing. You don't need to know how, you know, that's the universe's job. Yes and a how will eventually present itself <laughs> that you need to take action on and move to, down and move towards, right? Um, that's like saying, oh, I was going to have this amazing life and, and the opportunity in my movies come along and go, that's really great, but me not doing anything with it, you know, even though I didn't thought, think that was how it was going to happen, that is the way that it did happen, but I was open to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other thing too is like, you know, when we get into this place where we are resonating at this higher frequency at, a, at you know m- most of the time what happens when we're doing that we get into what we call flow where you find yourself going god everything always works out for me like everything always seems to turn up like I wasn't even thinking I needed that it just showed up like you're in flow and everything's happening now when you're in flow there are going to be a lot of opportunities that come your way because you are resonating at the frequency of opportunity right but it doesn't mean you have to say yes to every opportunity you need to have some discernment. You need to check in and go, okay, I want an outrageously successful business that's, that is going to be doing something that I love that will be able to generate this amount of income um, that will give me this kind of lifestyle. So you'll have an, an opportunity to come along. You go, mm, yeah, that's good. I'll probably make the money, but I'm not going to like it. So you say no to that because it doesn't fit all of the criteria of the macro things that you're asking for. So even though you're being specific in saying it, ha- you want a business, you want to be feel passionate, you want to earn some money, blah, 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 that's a specific issue getting. And then what you're doing is each time an opportunity comes along, you're going, well, does that fit my description? Does that fit my description? Yes, no. Does this excite me? Does this not? Do I feel contracted or do I feel expanded when I think about this? And the way that you feel when these opportunities come along is a big fat indicator that that is the direction in which you want to start to go. Now, I'm not saying it's the way that you end up going, but it's going to lead you to the path that's going to take you where you need to be. Mm, It reminds me of Esther Hicks, how she talks about our job is only to remain in a high frequency or high vibration for us to uh, manifest the things that we want out of life which is very much what you're talking about. 
Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Natalie, what happens to limiting beliefs? So let's say that as you are, like you said, you you took us through the steps. You've got to be in your happy place. You've got to set the intention, the vision, understand your why, your actions, visualize, and then surrender. Through the process, what about if you have these self-doubts or self-worth or I'm not worthy of that or or I'm not smart enough, whatever that may be, what do we do with those limiting beliefs? Yeah, well, we all have them. Uh, and even someone like myself who has been doing this work for, for 12 years will still have, uh, every time I push myself and step outside my comfort zone or take on like a huge uh, project, I will have these thoughts come up. I'll have these programs come to the surface. So uh, what these things are, uh, these are beliefs, programs, patterns, behaviours that we took on predominantly between the ages of two and six. Now, when we're that age, our brain is predominantly in theta brainwave activity. Now, theta brainwave activity is where we want to get to when we're in meditation because in theta, we're really coherent with the unified field. We're coherent with the universe. Um, We are also naturally in theta as we're falling asleep and as we're waking up in the morning. But between the ages of two and six, you know, we are in theta brainwave activity, which means we are like little sponges, little human sponges, and we are observing and listening and taking on everything that's going on around us. You know, so whether it's conversations uh, that we see with our parents, whether it's TV and marketing that we're looking at, whether it's, um, you know, we've been told that we're stupid or that we're fat or whatever that is, or if we're getting teased, all of that then goes into our subconscious mind. And by the time we get to about seven, you know, we start to change uh, brainwave frequency. But the damage is already done. And so now we navigate through life through the tainted lens of these beliefs that we have about ourselves. So if someone, you know, teased you and said that you were stupid or that, you know, your parents it was frustrated when, oh, you're so stupid, um, what happens is that, you know, you'll go through life and you'll maybe you'll do an exam and you don't do well, and your mind goes, well, see, that's because you're stupid. So all it's doing is gathering all this evidence and all this proof and trying to prove that you're stupid. Now, it just meant you didn't do well at that test, but because you're looking through that lens, you now think even more that you're stupid. So, you know, and we have these, like, it, and we have them about money, our self-worth, our body image, um, who we are in society, uh, like everything, it comes up. And every time we kind of push ourselves and set a, set a goal and want to, you know, strive before it, this is when they really start to rear their ugly head because we're challenging the, the subconscious mind and the beliefs that it has and it's trying to keep you safe. So what I do is that when you start to work towards a goal um, and you start to have all these negative thoughts and things coming up, I recommend writing them down on paper you got to get them out of your head. you got to write them down on paper. Once you have them down on paper, there's a couple of things you can do. Uh, you can, you know, look at them and go, okay, these thoughts are no longer serving me. I know that you did for a while, but they no longer serve me. So you can choose the thoughts that you want to think instead. And then if you write them as affirmations, put them in a vision board or a mind movie, what you're doing is actually visualizing yourself acting from this new thought paradigm. Um, and then what you do is you find yourself when you have those negative thoughts, you keep catching yourself. You go, nope, cancel, cancel, cancel. 
and then you then you go into the thought that you've already decided you're going to think instead. So it takes a little bit of practice, but after a while, this becomes second nature. Um, the other thing you can do, uh, and I know that you can Google this on YouTube, is a, a modality called EFT uh, or tapping. It's called emotional freedom technique. Uh, and it is exceptionally efficient at being able to uh, help you to release these limiting beliefs uh, and uh, just by tapping on these little meridian points on your face. Uh, and what it's doing is it's it's um, calming down the parasympathetic nervous system um, and it's interrupting these neural pathways and you're able to, you know, actually help to release these thoughts. Um, and it's a really fast way to be do, able to do that as well. Mm, I love EFT. I can't remember the gentleman that came to Australia many moons ago, but it is very, very powerful. Yeah, it's it's amazing. So, Natalie, what do you think about neural beats? Because there's some uh, practitioners that I've come across where they actually use neural beats as a way to work with their limiting beliefs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know specifically how they're using it. Um, I know that, like, we have a program called My Movies Matrix, which actually combines brainwave entrainment uh, audios and subliminal audios. Uh, I know that even when I work with Dr. Joe Dispenza, which I've been working with him for about eight years, uh, he doesn't use like a binaural beat, but he uses like a kaleidoscope. And a lot of the times what will happen is that we use these different technologies to change our brainwave state to a place where our suggestible mind is shut down and we're in, uh, sorry, our analytical mind is shut down and we're straight in suggestible mind. So when we're in suggestible mind, we can be watching a mind movie or we can be saying um, positive affirmations or we can be saying the thoughts that we want to be thinking and what's happening is it's they're all getting implanted straight into the subconscious. So technologies like that can be very, very effective and very powerful and also being able to do that too. Oh, and uh, I'm a big fan of Joe Spencer. So are you saying, Natalie, that uh, one way to help uh, – speed up the process is to maybe uh, do the kaleidoscope um, training beforehand as a way to change our brainwave states so that, that we're in a state of a suggestible mind and then with the mind movies that will kind of like speed up the process? Yeah, so the purpose of the, the kaleidoscope that Dr. Joe uses um, and has created is to get you into trance. So anything that gets you into trance is going to be effective. So trance is where we, where our analytical mind is shut down, we're straight in suggestible mind. Um, that's why with the My Movies Matrix program, we use the brainwave entrainment in the morning because that beat gets you down, does exactly the same thing. So you're watching these, you know, Matrix My Movies and you watch your personal My Movie, it's getting programmed straight in. If you're doing something like watching the kaleidoscope or you're listening to some kind of binaural beat, that does exactly the same thing and then you watch your personal mind movie, that is going directly into your subconscious mind, yeah. So talk us through for our listeners, for what was the process for them to create a personal mind movie? Yeah, so um, we went, so basically we created software uh, that made it, it makes it really easy for people to make a movie for themselves. So once they get into the software, um, there are all the assets they need are already in there. So there's a whole library of affirmations that are all categorized in different life areas. There's a whole library of photos and a whole library of music. So all you need to do is really drag and drop and drag and drop. And so, you know, I normally recommend that people go to the affirmation section first. 
They can go through the library that we have there, whether to use those affirmations or to, you know, inspire them for what they want to write for themselves. You know, you can also import your own personal photos in there too. We'll use the stuff that we have, you know, in the library there. We've got a really extensive photo library. Um, and then, of course, the music is the secret source. So as long as you're not posting it online, because everything we have inside the platform is royalty-free, so you don't get in trouble if you post it publicly. But if you're using this just for personal use and you're not posting it publicly, and you post, I recommend that you find a song that absolutely blows your hair back. Like it needs to nearly bring you to tears when you hear it because when you add that to all the, the affirmations and the visuals that you have in your mind movie, the song becomes an anchor. So then every time you hear that song, you are emotionally becoming a vibrational match to the future that you have described in that mind movie. You know, and it's super, super powerful. The the first mind movie ever made in 2006 The song I used was Clocks by Coldplay. And I can't hear that song and not bawl my eyes out (laughs) because that my movie was the beginning of this incredibly beautiful life that I get to live. So, um, yeah, so choosing the song is, you know, because like we said, emotion is such an important part of the equation with with Law of Attraction because that is the frequency that we're emitting. That was going to be my next question. Why is the music the secret source? But you just uh, answered that by saying it's an anchor. So if if we're meant to be in a happy place, hmm. uh, I'm just trying to make sense of it, And but you're saying to choose a song that's going to really like tap into those emotions, whether it's bawling your eyes out, d- does that not – because I'm trying to look at – is that going to be aligned with what you want to attract? If you're then crying because you're sad, but you're trying to attract this abundance, are they in the same frequency? Well, hopefully you're not feeling sad when you've manifested what you want. No. <laughs> and when I do blow my eyes out, it's with happiness and great, you know, right. with gratitude, you right. know, <laughs> um, not because I'm sad. Uh, but no. So, so here, here is the uh, here's the different, dif- you know, the differentiate between these. Your happy place is the first step which means that before you make your my movie, you have to be in your happy place. Before you set your intention, you have to be in your happy place. We can't, if we're trying to manifest and create goals and everything from a place of frustration or fear, um, all we're doing is at best hopefully seeing ourselves out of our current situation. We're not boldly and audaciously thinking, I'm going to get a billion dollars. We're going, oh, look, if I could get like $1,000 a week, it's going to get me out of the trouble I'm in. You know, so this is why we need to be in our happy place first. You only manifest from the higher frequency. That's the only, we want to start from there. Um, but when we're visualizing and the people are going, okay, well, I need to feel emotion. Like what emotion am I supposed to feel? Well, you're supposed to feel whatever you will be feeling when you get to that moment. So, like, I remember in Australia at one of the Dr. Joe events, uh, a woman from her mind movie, uh, she, uh, you know, when she was doing her visualization, she, her and her husband were having financial difficulty and they're trying to sell their house. They had it on the market for months. They didn't even have one offer. So she's at the Dr. Joe event and she decides that that's the scene she's going to. So she's in her living room. She's signing the contract. She can smell the real estate agent's aftershave. She can taste the champagne and feel the bubbles on her nose. Like she can feel the pen in her hand. She is there and it's done. 
And that night when she went back to her uh, room, her husband um, called her and went, you're not going to believe this, we've got an offer on the house. You know, so it's like, and what she felt in that moment when she was visualising was relief. So it, you don't have to necessarily feel happy. You just might feel proud. You just might feel content. You might feel relief. But whatever it is that you're going to feel in that moment, that's the emotion that you want to be feeling when you're going there in your mind. Wow. And it's it's um, she's obviously manifested that instantly. So the, the heightened, the higher the emotion, the stronger the emotion, the quicker it will take place. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Well, you think about it, all of the... Um, all of our limiting beliefs, our programs, especially the ones that we find really hard to shake, when you, if you go back and you go back to um, the moment in time where it started, more often than not you'll find that you had a very strong emotional reaction or response at the time. You know, if it's some kind of a trauma or if it was something that like if someone that you really cared about told you that you were stupid or that you were ugly and it crushed you, then that's going to stay with you for a long time because you have this really strong emotional attachment to it. But the same thing works for positive emotions and for positive, you know, and, and for these higher frequency emotions. The same principle works. We want to attach such an intense, elevated emotion when we're in that scene that it's go- that, that is what really magnifies us to be able to, to create what we need and for the things that we need to make it happen to then be attracted to us. Hmm. That makes a lot of sense. So I'm really curious, Natalie, throughout your whole adventurous journey, what has been your greatest lesson learned thus far? Oh, God, it's been so many. (laughs) What's one that stands out that kind of like you connect with emotionally, a really strong puller, the one that pulls Um, you into it? You know, uh, I've really got the the biggest thing is the surrender piece, which was really just fell into place for me last year. Um, and it's so interesting. Like, you know, we've been in business for 12 years. Um, Ryan's no longer part of the, the business. We bought him out. And it's all amicable and cool, but, you know, we bought him out a few years ago. Uh, Glenn and I um, are divorced. We, we're not together as a couple anymore, but yet we're still business partners and really good friends. And, you know, we, we've maintained this relationship and, and the business together. Um, but when I surrender to having a timeline and having it be a certain way and, and uh, you know, and realise that everything happen- is happening exactly the way it's supposed to be, when I can really surrender into that and practise that, uh, life is so much easier. It's just so much easier. It's like it's fully taken the pressure off, you know, and um, and so everything that shows up, whether it's this whole COVID-19 situation, like I've been on lockdown for six weeks. We've got another two to go, like <laughs> at, at the moment. That, that's where it stands at the moment. And I'm, I'm enjoying it because I'm like, well, what what have I got to learn? I think every human being on the planet has something to learn from this time. You know, if we choose to see it that way and if we can surrender into going, well, even this is a divine experience. So how do I experience the divine through this? That's been one of the the biggest, hardest, longest lessons I've had to learn. But I tell you, life is 
it's like I exist on a different plane because I'm able to to really surrender into it. Mm, that's and it goes back to trust. And it, what you're saying, I relate to. My husband and I are in the same uh, situation. We all are. The whole world is. But it is mm-hmm. about the meaning we give it. And for us, we it's we say you know for years we've been saying everything's going so fast we wish it would slow down and I think that's what it's it's the universe is like made us slow down I think we've all asked for this in some way shape or form uh to slow down to go within to do the self-reflection to um and even uh you know work with our shadow aspect which I feel that and from talking to a lot of people, that's what's happening. So it yeah. is It is about us. To, we can't control what's happening on the outside, but we can control what's happening happening within ourselves. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's the only thing we have control over. That's it. Our thoughts, our choices, our heart and emotion and our, our immediate environment. And, you know, like I said, we did a $700,000 launch in September of 2008. Like we've never seen an economic crisis like that until now. True. <laughs> and yet we had this because we weren't focused on that. We weren't looking at that. We were so focused on manifesting the, the outcome that we wanted that there was no way that it wasn't going to happen. Now, was it easy? Uh, no. <laughs> Did it happen without any kind of bumps or challenges? Uh, hell no. <laughs> but we still got there in the end because we that we knew exactly where we were heading. So you know, it's uh, that's the only thing that we get to con- get to control in a time that is so out of control. Mm, very inspirational. So Natalie, as we start to wrap up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. What would be that one word for you, Natalie? Definitely manifestation, powerful manifestation. Mm, You are an amazing manifester. And the last question is we always love to ask our woman of inspiration is to pick three shiny golden nuggets to leave for our listeners today. And that could be three practical exercises for our audience. Yes. Uh, number one, if you haven't done this already, make sure that gratitude and meditation are part of your daily practice. Uh, it's Both of those daily practices are absolute life and game changers. Um Number two, try and surrender, like not try and surrender, surrender, try and practice, well, no, practice surrender as much as you can. Release having to control the things that you can't control and release controlling the things that you think you have control over because other than our heart, our minds, and our immediate environment, we don't have control over anything. <laughs> so as soon as we can get comfortable and surrendering into that, that, that is best. Um, and the last thing I can say is um, be kind to yourself. I mean, if you're a woman of influence or an entrepreneur, um, we can beat ourselves up relentlessly uh, and we can compare ourselves to others and where others are in life and where we want to be. We have to be kind to ourselves. We have to love ourselves. We have to connect to our inner child because it's people can only love us and step up to us at the level that we love ourselves. And that's a big lesson I had to learn too. 
Um, I love that. I've actually got a, um, and the listeners know this, um, I've got a photo of myself when I was about 18 months and when I hear myself, all that inner critic, all the self-doubt, the self-worth that comes up, I'll look at that photo and I'm like, Catherine, would you speak that way to this little girl? And the answer is always no. So I love the whole inner child thing. Yeah. Thank you so much, Natalie, for coming on the show and sharing your wealth of wisdom. I'm sure that our tribe will reach out. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much, Catherine. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so very much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard and this topic really resonated with you and you think it will help others, please share the show with your friends to help us make a difference. And if you want to be part of our mission to help empower the conscious people of this world to learn and grow, then the best way to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. Or please subscribe to the show. The more subscribers, the better the speakers for the show, which then means more value for you, so that together we can help the world become a better place. Don't give it another thought. Hit the subscribe button and help people get their weekly lessons. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift, where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplanner.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Until next week, wishing you a fabulous day.